the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rescuers Radio Show Ministry. It can be heard at Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. After that, it goes into the stream as a podcast, and uh, and you can always find it. Just uh, Google Rescuers Radio Show, and you'll, it'll pop up right in front of you somewhere. So uh, I am very fortunate to have this guest today, Kim Perea. Hi, Kim. Hello, Art. And Kim, uh, I just uh, met her just recently, but reading her background and her story is going to be very insightful for everybody listening today. And again, thank you for tuning in to the Rescuers Radio Show. Um, Kim, I always like to start off the show because our audience may or may not know who you are. And I'd like for them to get to know uh, a little background on you. So tell us your backstory uh, before you got here. Mm, go uh, back as far as you need to. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, that's or, scary. Or well, dare then, to. Then, or, okay, so then you're, you're going to ask me how old I am and how much oh, I weigh. I'm not no. going that far back, Art. No, not even no. for you. You won't hear that from me. <laughs> okay. I, I grew up Catholic. Uh, I grew up in uh, in a little suburb outside of uh, Detroit. Um, I always had a desire to have children. I was told I could never have any, and if I got pregnant by accident, I could never carry one to term. Well, fast forward, I had four in five years. (laughs) Three of the four have given me 14 grandkids. Well, it'll be 14 come February. Really? The oldest is six. So I, I that the doctor who who predicted that I think should lose his license. <laughs> <laughs> That's a production line. Yes it is. Yes it is. But but God also created a heart in me to serve. Um, when I was 10 years old my brother was um, six and fell in the pool and almost drowned. Uh, I got him out. And what that did is that was kind of a life changer. It was very pivotal for me. I wanted to do something that I could make an impact, that I could serve. And I honestly, I wanted to serve from the overflow of my heart, not from a paycheck. And um, That makes it real. yeah, Yeah, yeah. So when I was 21, I applied for the Phoenix Fire Department, and I was hired, and I got to serve, but for a paycheck. Um, after I had three children, I was working full-time for the fire department, had a small business. Um, I said, okay, I'm in a position now that I'd like to serve. I'd like to serve in ministry. And, uh, God has a sense of humor. That was 1991. 
January, and in February I was pregnant with the fourth. The oldest was five when that one was born. So, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, Lord, for the energy. You have little faith, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. So I want to, I want to go back, if you don't mind. I want to hear a little more about saving your brother. Mm. Uh, th- that affected you greatly. To to f- figure out some, you you turned that into a way of thinking that I want to serve somehow. I want to make a make a something good out of this, right? Yeah, it stirred my heart. It stirred my heart like I had never been stirred before. And uh, yeah, I I I wanted to affect a difference in a positive way. And uh, how old was your brother at the time? He was six. Oh, okay. He was okay. six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that began your. Uh, your service track. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. <laughs> and the and the the you know the uh, rescuers radio show only has one mission statement, and it's those that are changing and saving lives every day. So, and you fit that criteria, by oh, the way. Thank you. Uh, by the so, grace of God. That's that's what it's all about. And I wouldn't even be doing this show without him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, so, you got into the fire department at a young age. Uh, I guess, is that young to get to become a firefighter? No, not re- uh, um I guess the minimum age is 18. Okay. And so um, I was a little more seasoned than that. Yeah. So, uh, and, and tell me all about your career as a firefighter. Well. Um, is it all here in the in the city or? Yeah, city of Phoenix. Okay. City of Phoenix, okay. 32 years. Okay. Um, then retired seven and a half. Yay. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but there was one night in particular that I, I really felt like that was a calling on my life to become a firefighter. Um, it was at a time where it wasn't super popular for gals to, to be firefighters. And, um, I remember one evening we woke up in the middle of the night, and it was a code. It was the first code that I had, a code of someone who's no longer breathing and their heart is not beating. The guy was a rather large man, 350-some uh, pounds. Oh yeah, and uh, the other firefighter um, grabbed his feet and asked me to, okay, you get his upper body. <laughs> sure. Wow. And so I kind of just helped him not hurt himself so much going to the ground but we thumped on him and I in it broke my heart because I believed that God had put me there and I was supposed to be helping I was you know I was hoping like Lazarus we were able to bring him back and that didn't happen and so I thought I went back to the station and like uh, some women, I I was very in touch with my feelings and cried myself to sleep. And I remember reaching out to God and saying, hey, maybe I misunderstood. I thought you wanted me here. If you don't want me here, no problem. I I can do I can do a lot of things. I'm sure you fashion me with with other gifts. But if I can't affect a difference, um, I'm willing to, to go somewhere else. Give me a sign. Either way, you want me to stay, I'll stay. You want me to leave, just give me a sign. Before an hour passed, the lights came back on, and it was a childbirth. Not only was it a childbirth, but it was a baby boy. Oh. And so I believe in that moment, God was showing me that life comes full circle. Yeah. That, you know, that was that gentleman's time to to go be with him, hopefully. Um, and here was a brand new life. And so 
to me it was it was a beautiful sign yeah so um <clears throat> difficult time for women in uh in the fire department um it was well you got to understand um I was joining a fraternity, and so um, there's a lot of people that look at that maybe a little bit differently. For, for me, I looked at it as I am joining a fraternity. I'm not coming in expecting the guys to change everything to accommodate me. Right. I'm, I'm joining their team, yeah. and so I just wanted to be a team player. I wanted to work with the gifts that God had given me for his honor and his glory. And that's what kept you going. Absolutely. And learning. And um, so that had to, uh, uh, thank you for sharing that story because that's 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 very uh, uh, good story about what you run into. Mm. And I'm sure there's, a, there's very many of those stories, but um, you know, and you were with the department for how long? 32 years. 32 years. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And um, you you said a little while ago that you had a small business. What was that? Uh, creative concepts, personalized cards and gifts. Um, I did personalized um, birthday invitations, Christmas cards. I had T-shirts, ball caps, coffee mugs, but I actually had a patented item. I did dolls from photographs, and so I did them for a lot of celebrities, but mostly for people's children or parents when they'd go to work they would do a doll with their face on it to leave it with the child so they wouldn't be separated really yeah yeah (laughs) so i so i made dolls and i fought fire you know like both (laughs) ends of the spectrum (laughs) yeah i'm a hot mess (laughs) (laughs) your words not mine it's true it's true that's it i own it (laughs) so um 32 years at the fire department you see and hear a lot of stuff mm-hmm. over that period of time. And and um, the fire department, very different than the police department, doesn't have precincts or just areas of of response, or do they? Oh, we do, yeah. Because you of have, where the stations are located? Yeah, or? the stations are um, spaced in a way. What they do is they try to find, um, they'll, they'll run a lot of statistics to find out, you know, what the call volume would be. We're very, very fortunate. Phoenix Fire Department is very, very progressive in the way that um, during the time that I came on, Chief Brunacini was um, the chief at that time, and we were responding mutual aid with outlying departments like Glendale. And so what that would do is if, say, for instance, I was at a station and we were on a call and there was something that happened in our first due area, then they would... they would send the next closest station, whether it was a Phoenix truck or Glendale or wherever, you know, we happen to be. So departments mm-hmm. work with other departments? Yes. There yeah. are yeah. there are certain that, that have Pro- a mutual aid um, contract. Protocols and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So um, um, a neat business you had. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Dolls, yeah. doll making. Yeah. So, uh, but they were personalized. Yeah, just like all the other things that we did. Um, <laughs> and my husband um, believed that I started a business just to show off my children, and that may have been part of it. Yeah. But, but I said I believe that I can make this a thriving business. And uh, honestly, um, there were a lot of times that I made 
more money um, on my side business and what the fire department was paying me. Yeah. So I have one more fire department question for you. Okay. Technology over 32 years oh changes <laughs> immensely, right? So <laughs> so if you were to find that, what does that look like? Um, it was kind of like uh, being a caveman and uh, coming out of the cave and uh, walking into the light. We had MCTs. We didn't have um, computers on the fire truck when I came on in 83. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, and so uh, my heart went out to the roving engineers. The engineer is the one that drives the truck. And so if you were a roving engineer, maybe you didn't know your first due area, the lights go on, and you have to find an address. Well, We have a grid system, but that's not um, through all the areas that you're going to go through. So you may think you can find something, but it's it's difficult. You had to look at the wall map. That's how archaic it was. With little pins. Uh, No, well, you would look at it and you would try to size (laughs) up, okay, "Okay, this is where I am and this is where I need to go. And, you know, uh, they didn't have the Opticom. The Opticom are the uh, little devices that are on the... Um, traffic lights that will um, respond and turn the light a different color so that you could cut down your response time. Right. So um, uh, not only in technology, but in um, business-wise. Oh, absolutely. Within the department, right? Oh, yeah. And um, um, it's interesting. Uh, So you, you, somewhere along the line, started a charitable project. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, within the department, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe that um, that was um, by God's design. I believe that he allowed me to be a firefighter to to fulfill the um, opportunity to be able to serve um, without a paycheck from the overflow of my heart. So uh, they welcomed that under their banner to have this created. Sort of, kind of. Okay. Sort of, kind of. It's a little more complex than okay. that, yeah. All right. And the name of it is um, is the Arizona Compassion in Action. Yeah, it goes by two different names, Phoenix yeah. Fire um, Community Outreach and also Arizona Compassion in Action. Yeah, so what did that look like when you first started that? <laughs> and what does it look like now? Because um, you've, you've expanded it a lot. Yeah, yeah. The Lord has blessed yeah. it a lot. Are you the founder of that? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. When I started doing it, what I would do is I would come to local businesses, and uh, I would approach them and say, Hi, my name is Kim. I'm a firefighter with the city of Phoenix. We run on all these calls, um, people who are barely making a living. Um, you know, the food that's being thrown out, um, if I told you that myself or other people would come to collect that food to be able to redistribute it into the domestic abuse shelters, homeless shelters, um, senior citizen veterans, low-income low schools and stuff, would you partner with us? And that's how it started out. But then we started getting, people would say, well, how about furniture? How about appliances? So I went to storage facilities and said, would you partner with us and temporarily store this stuff? Um, until we have a need for it so that when somebody gets burned out of the home and has nothing, we can give them furniture, clothing, appliances, and nice. other things. Yeah. So um, that's, that's powerful. And, and uh, you, you mentioned a lot of different 
charitable causes there. Mm-hmm. Did they happen all at once? Did they happen over time? Because you, you've covered a big area there. Oh, Domestic wow. violence, um, fire in a house. You rattled off about eight different disciplines, I think, for this Well, there, there were a lot of things that, w- that I was exposed to okay. on the fire department, calls that yeah. would tug at my heart. Okay. Um, veterans, my father was a, um, a Marine. Yeah. Um, three of, uh, all three of my boys served in the military. Um, you know, we're a military family. The kid's dad, um, he served. So that's three generations in a row. So ab- absolutely. Yeah. So um, um, uh, the police department has a, a, um, a one of their detectives at one time started an effort. It's called Angels on Patrol. Mm. That just sounds a lot like that, maybe. If they go to a domestic violence call... And they and once once the cases once all of that is cleared out, they go back. That that uh, officer that was there mm-hmm. goes back and says, "I noticed that maybe you need furniture or you need mm. an appliance, or we'll help you out with all of that." Mm-hmm. It's kind of along that line, kind of, sort of. Um, and um, we had. God, God has blessed us so much. Um, we have a networking relationship with the police department. I recall a time that we had, um, there was a family, a husband and wife, they had four daughters, and um, dad was in jail, and mom was making a lot of bad decisions, and the four girls ended up with um, a family member. The family member um did the best she could, but she was pretty young. And this um, Christmas day or Christmas Eve, I forget, uh, they were outside playing in the apartment, and a gentleman picked up one of the daughters who was four years old. Um, and um, it was a it was a sad story. She was returned, but she was um, sexually abused and whatnot. But the police called me and said, can you help out with this family? They have no beds for the girls. They have... The girls ha- came with the clothes on their back. They have one pair of shoes. They don't even have warm coats, and it was Chris- Christmas time. Oh my they didn't. So fortunately, we had enough stuff in our storage that we were able to outfit the apartment. Um, and you know what? I think that when you meet the physical need of a person, whether it's they're hungry, they're, they need a place to sleep or whatever, it gives you the permission to share the hope you have in Jesus Christ with yeah. someone. Yeah. So um, it, that was that was a good fit with yes. the, with the fire department, um, and it started with a food bank in Glendale, I think. Or well, we our first food bank. Um, it didn't start with a food bank. The okay. food food bank didn't start in 1991. Okay. We were established in 1991. Um, we were collecting food. Uh, U-Haul was very kind. Uh, they would um, give us. Um, uh, I think they called it a system use where we could two or three times a week I would go to U-Haul and they'd say, what size truck do you need? And they would let me use it. They would let me fill fill it up with uh, gas when I was there. Um, And it was incredible. It was incredible. But God has given me a vision that someday, and and here we are quite a few years later, 91 was a lot of years ago, but he's given me the vision of having a, a warehouse where we can have these things because the 
um, storage units are ours for a little bit, and then when they get close to capacity, they can't. It doesn't make sense for them to donate that to us um, when they can sell it. And then the we don't have that relationship with U-Haul any longer. I'm very grateful for that, but God has given me a vision that we will have a fire truck that we will outfit as a food truck. Um, really? So it would be refrigerated, yeah, to be able to go into low-income um, communities, but it would still be operational as a fire truck. So... Is this an out-of-service truck, or or it's an an older model? Yes, yes, (laughs) an out-of-service, yes. And it would be placarded so that, you know, if we come up on an accident that, you know, somebody isn't trying to pull lines and stuff that that don't work. (laughs) Absolutely. So there's some comedy in this as well. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So uh, and 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 now you're in other towns within Arizona. You're in Flagstaff or in northern Arizona. We're in northern. Yeah. We so we have a food bank um, in North Phoenix. Um, there is a church, Desert Breeze Community Church, Bell Road and I-17. The gentleman who started that was a Phoenix firefighter paramedic. Oh. He was also a pastor with 12 years. Ray Davis um, at with 12 years in the department, uh, the Lord called him into full-time ministry. By faith, he left that and started Desert Breeze Community Church, you know, uh, full-time. Nice. And so that's where we have our food bank. It started in Glendale, but now it's at Desert Breeze. And then we have um, a, an additional one that we just, we're, um, we shared with them. We have a relationship with uh, Wildflower Bread Company. And they were building one in Flagstaff. And so the the um, Wildflower donates twice a week to Munns Park Community Church, uh, where they feed they feed several families. And it and it seems yeah. both places it seems like there's just enough food. We have never, honest to goodness, we have never run out of food. Wow. It's yeah yeah. Um, you, so God. God, God is always blessing yeah. the, the the loaves and the fish. <laughs> so um, in Flagstaff, is that attached to the fire department there? Um, it's it. We were kind of the conduit, Arizona Compassion in Action. So because we had a relationship with um, Wildflower Bread Company, they called us when they were building that. And the the food bank is actually in Munns Park, but the wildflowers in Flagstaff. So the people in Munns Park, they have a team that goes, picks it up twice a week, and on Thursdays nice. they distribute it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're just now tuning in to the Rescuers Radio Show, uh, my guest is Kim Perea, retired Phoenix firefighter and uh, head of Arizona Compassion in Action, which we're talking about right now. So uh, you've seen that exponentially grow beyond your expectations, or with God there is no... Boundaries, of course. You know what? It's it's amazing because um, he keeps. It's it's kind of like the um, the uh, the prayer of Jabez. You know, I pray for something, but it there's times that he takes me way outside my comfort zone. Um, and one of those, well, I'll give you an example. Well, we say expand our territory. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, I know. Hang on. Yeah, we we do a, a woman's retreat every year in Munns Park. Um, we have a cabin there, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's uh, that's a big deal. Uh, you showed me a photo, <laughs> and there's a there's a lot of women there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About twice the amount that I anticipated. <laughs> so you know, logistically speaking, when you're anticipating a certain amount and you have double that. 
um, yeah, I was on my face on my knees praying that God would bless the loaves and the fish, most definitely. <laughs> and it worked? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I didn't get a hamburger the first night. I had to get a hot dog, but that was a small concession. <laughs> so how long have you been doing that? Uh, this was our eighth year. Oh, good. Yeah. And is it attached to a church or? Um, or not. Just... No, there's uh, okay. it, this year we had uh, Shannon Hoffpower, who is a uh, Bible teacher and best-selling author, and we had her. And uh, I'd have to, if I were to guess, I would guess that there were probably 15 to 20 churches represented there. So, wow, yeah. that's good. You know, um, you mentioned back in your story, um, you mentioned that God had equipped you for such a time uh, of service. And you've certainly given us an outlook of all the service that you've done throughout your career and throughout your life. I haven't done it. I've done it through him. It's been Understood. him. Yes. Understood. Mm-hmm. But but he, he's taking you to different places even right now that you, you probably... So this can grow exponentially. Oh, we've been able to partner with... Um, a lot of other ministries, Teen Challenge, we go into oh, uh, Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, so we try to support those. Yeah. Um, but it's it's amazing. It's not just Christian organizations. <laughs> we link with other faiths as well. Yeah. Well, my guest today is uh, Kim Perea, retired uh, Phoenix firefighter and head of Arizona Commission in Action. And I'm so happy you were on the on the the, the uh, program today. It was my pleasure. Yeah, thank you. It's thank great you. to get to know you, and for our our vast wide w- uh, world audience to get to know who you are as well. There's somebody listening right now from Bulgaria or somewhere. I don't <laughs> I don't know, but uh, just thank you so much, and God bless you and all that you do. Abundant blessings to you and your ministries as well. Rescuers Radio Show Ministry is heard every uh, Thursday live at five thirty. Uh, on uh, Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com, and then in podcast form, all of the shows. We have 65 right now in the stream. Thank you so much. Thank you to Kim Perea. God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.